0: Really? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Entry Level Podcast. I'm Sarah Dudley, and I'm here with my co-host, Lindsay Bernard. We always talk all things entry level, and we've covered a wide range of topics this year. But one thing we haven't talked about in too much depth is social media. So social media, not to age us, but only really started picking up steam for Lindsay and I when we were heading into college. And so it's evolved extensively in the last decade. And so we're going to talk today a little bit about how we use it, how we've used it differently in the past versus today, pros and cons of different platforms and how those have evolved, and how you as young professional or somebody in college, some things you might want to think about when considering social media use especially if you're not in the workforce yet, some things you might want to think about when it comes to how you use social media today. So I'm going to let Lindsay kick it off and talk a little bit about her journey with social media usage so it's definitely been a journey so like sarah
1: just said i remember one of my friends were getting ready to graduate or we were graduated and she was accepted into cornell and facebook if you remember they talk a little bit about in that movie but facebook actually started for the ivy leagues and it was a way that ivy league schools and people who go there could communicate so she went to cornell So she was showing us Facebook months before it even became available to other colleges. And so all of us were kind of chomping at the bit to get it. And I remember we used to, you know, refresh and look at it all the time to see when it was coming. And finally, when St. Mike's got it, I think if I remember right, I think they got it right before we had to do one of those orientation weekends. Like, you know, we had to go and get our classes and all that stuff. And so I remember immediately getting on it and just friending everyone in the freshman class at St. Mike's and, you know, thinking it was really funny. And I liked it and I thought it was really cool. And, and I mean, we didn't know what it was going to be. I remember the first night of school. It was like the first night we're drinking, like meeting everyone. And I was standing in the middle of the, the quad, we called it. And this guy came up to me. He goes, hey, we're friends on Facebook. We have the same birthday. <laughs> and, you know, it was kind of funny. And then this this guy ended up being in my major, ended up being like one of my best friends in college. Like we still catch up today. And so, you know, when we started the Facebook thing, you know, it was basically you post and friend people. There was no like button. You, re- I don't even know if you could
0: upload... Albums yet, you know, there weren't a ton of pictures and they would evolve as we went through college. You could definitely upload pictures because they're, you know, how it shows your memories now from 10, 12. Well, you don't, but we'll get into that. Um, You can see your memories from 10, 12 years ago, however long you've been on Facebook, and there were definitely pictures from freshman year. (laughs) Well, no, do you remember though? So I remember always everyone was obsessed
1: with buying cameras and then. bringing yes. your camera out yes. and you'd go out for a night or you do something, you go to a soccer game and you take all the pictures. And then you'd wait for that one person to upload it and make an album. And it was a big deal what the album was called. And like looking back, they were inappropriate. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, like totally inappropriate. And quite honestly, like I've shared this on the podcast, but my career, cybersecurity, which, you know, going into freshman year, I was an accounting major. I never knew I was going to end up in cybersecurity. And I also don't think the cybersecurity angle was even in the forefront. So keep that in mind as, you know, we go through this. But so throughout college, I kept Facebook. I was an avid camera. I always brought my camera out. My albums were the best albums. (laughs) I always had it. I always made the funny ones. I took the inappropriate pictures. And then I realized, you know, senior year, I look on my Facebook and I have a post from my mom during our senior week that said, don't drink too much. These pictures are outrageous. Love you mama bear. And I was like, Oh my God, my mom got Facebook. And I remember it was like this big, I didn't realize that it was kind of, maybe I knew, or maybe I just like, didn't realize it. But like Facebook had gone from being for like college social Mm -hmm. networking to now everyone could get it. And you just needed an email address and not a registered college domain, which is funny because so in full transparency, my Facebook's deactivated. However, I had my same email address as, cause you needed that to even sign up. So there was kind of that stipulation. And so I think when I was leaving college, I was like, oh man, this has grown so much and I'll save the next piece of my story. But Sarah, I'll let you kind of go and talk about how you got into it and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, so similar to you, I didn't have my space in high school yeah, or anything no. like that. So my first experience with social media was really Facebook. And I remember same thing, going to orientation and then coming back and signing up for Facebook for the first time. And it was super exciting because you could connect with the people from your class and it was only for college students. And so there was this level of... Not secrecy or security, but definitely this feeling that the only people who were going to yeah. see anything that you put up were the people in your class at your college. So we're talking at St. Mike's, there, what, we had 200 students probably in our class? Yeah, two, no, 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 500. 500. Two to four, 2000 yeah. total in the school, 500 in our class. And so very small number of people who are going to see your photos or your posts. And typically, You would tag a bunch of people who were all involved in that night. And those were really the only people who saw it. Because even the news feed wasn't really a big thing at that point. I don't even think it was there. It might not have been. You know what was there? Poking. Poking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Who poked you? Which guy poked you? Yeah. You'd be like, oh, I got poked by whoever today. That... It took a really long time for the poke feature to go away, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> yeah. Um, it
1: would never be allowed now. <laughs> no,
0: but yeah, it's exactly the way you described it. You'd go out on the weekends, take tons of pictures, the crazier, the better, you know, and then you'd upload them the next day or at the end of the weekend so all your friends could see. And and that's really all it was. And I remember, like you said, it started becoming a family affair towards the end of college for there. us. Yeah. <laughs> and I I remember some of my aunts and uncles and my dad started to get it. And all of a sudden, I'd get the same thing like the snarky comments at mm-hmm. the holidays. Yeah. Or when I'd go home of like, oh, do you do anything besides go to bars and drink? Yeah, and it's how's, like, the, how's the
1: Jägermeister?
0: It's like, yeah. okay, um, sure, let's scratch over the fact that I have like a 3.9 GPA and let's just focus on these pictures that I put of me and my friends. And I kept having to be like, listen, before all you guys join, this was just for college students. So... Obviously now I need to reassess what we put on there now that my whole family and I have a very big family can see everything that I do with my time. And so... After getting some of those snarky comments, I was like, you know, whether or not I spend all of my time drinking and in college, it probably was a large portion. <laughs> the no. perception, because that's all that I'm posting, is that all I'm doing in college is drinking, right? And so perception is everything. And what you put online is what people think of you. And we can get into. Yeah, we'll- that whole realm of, you know, the perfect Instagram profile and the perception that people try to put out on social media now. But back then, people weren't trying to be perfect or pretty or have the most well-framed gorgeous photo it was just like these are my pictures that was i like was memories it was like yeah. you wanted
1: the most ridiculous yeah like i mean let's be honest like we're talking freshman year halloween pictures like some yeah like your costumes like funnels like you know yeah. like playing beirut like you wanted that perfect picture it, you know not even perfect like you wanted the memories right. like and i right. remember our friends anyway we used to be like oh my god like our kids are gonna get to see our facebook like because like <laughs> we, i mean i i didn't have any pictures of my mom mom and dad in college, but it's like, we, I remember we used to joke about that and be like, wow, I can't wait to like, look back on these. And like, when we had a, you know, a Beirut table in the middle of the field and like, you know, I'm like, what is, this is going to be funny, but so let's move forward a little bit. So I'm going to, I'll preempt this, this and tell everyone that I do not use social media anymore. I only use Twitter and I'll get to why. So we graduate And, you know, I still kept Facebook and, you know, it helped networking with new coworkers and new things. And this is when Instagram came out and I got an Instagram. I really didn't use it that much, but it also really wasn't that popular. I feel like Facebook was still the number one. Probably
0: Instagram, probably really only the last
1: maybe five years. Yeah, five years. Yeah. So I, and I totally remember that because everyone's like, get an Instagram. And I was like, why? Like I've never, I, I posted maybe like one picture. And so I got relocated as I've shared to the Bay Area for a cybersecurity job. And when I was out there, I actually was on the account team for Facebook. So that's one piece of the puzzle. The second piece of the puzzle was I covered a government contractor who makes missiles that was actually headquartered out of Reno, Nevada. And, like, right out of the jump, I was 24 years old and I went in and they were like, You can't bring your cell phones in here. You're not allowed to bring your own computers in here. We give you your own stuff, blah, blah, blah. And so I went in, you know, I started meeting with the customer and it turned out that we were going to do a type of customer engagement. And the CIO came up to me and he goes, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but, you know, we have to do background checks, like social media checks and all this stuff on, you know, our account executives just because of, you know, the people when we, submit contracts and bids, though they may ask and look. And I immediately freaked out because I was like, Oh my God, the pictures I have on my own Facebook cannot be good. So I went to Google and I'm in cybersecurity. So I'm like, Oh my God, I asked my boss and my team. I'm like, what should I do? They're like, Google yourself. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I Googled myself. And a lot of my, you know, I played a sport in college. So all that stuff came up. But on top of that, people who had open Facebooks, I never had an open Facebook. This is before all the new privacy stuff, Mm -hmm. but every single one of my friends who had an open album that I was tagged in, a ton of the pictures would pop up on the internet because I was tagged in it and I had my Facebook activated. So I deactivated my Facebook on the spot. And I was like, I'll just do it while we're doing this engagement. I'll ask my friends, make sure the tags are gone. I kept Googling myself, you know, so on and so forth. And it turned out to be okay. However, what I realized was, you know, I was kind of addicted to it as we went through college, like looking at everyone's pictures and looking who wrote on your wall and all this stuff. I realized pretty quickly that I didn't need it and I didn't really want to reactivate it because I just kind of liked it out of my life and I realized I was a little addicted to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I deactivated it in 2012 and I have not had it since. I'll tell the other piece of that story, but I'll let Duds kind of go through her little journey after school.
0: Yeah, so mine's a little bit different, but sharing some of the same concerns, obviously after college, you started to be a little bit more aware of what was out there about you. So I went from St. Mike's and then I went to grad school and then kind of got my first corporate job after grad school. And it was right around that time frame where I started to really clean up kind of what my online presence looked like because we hadn't really had to think about it very much up until that point. And we were definitely the first generation that had to think about it at all. And so when I was doing that, I was a little less concerned about, oh, my God, there's so many horrible pictures about me online from drinking or whatever. And I was more focused on like, how can I be proactive about building the presence online that I want to be there? And so it's like, it's both sides, right? It's get rid of the stuff that you don't want on there, but also you have more control over what is shown when you're the one in the driver's seat, right? And so I've been a big fan of the personal branding stuff for years. And we'll we'll do another whole episode just on how to use social media to build your personal brand. But for me, it was, there are some things you just can't control about what's online about you. If it's stuff that other people have posted, like photos or whatever, but you can control the things that you put out there about yourself. And so I did the same thing. I Googled myself and it was a lot of the same stuff, like pictures that friends had posted and nothing like crazy, but... I wanted it to be more aligned to how I wanted to portray myself in like the professional world and just my name in general. And so that's when I started getting really big into building my social platforms because A, I worked in social media at the beginning of my marketing career. So for me, it was I need to be active on social media because this is what I'm doing for my job. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really have the option to deactivate, at least early on, because now there's so many platforms that you can pick and choose where you want to be and if i got rid of facebook i don't think it would really matter at all but back then back then like I know, 5, like years, five or ago, six years
1: ago I
0: know. you know really so it was cool. facebook and it was twitter and instagram twitter was, was emerging just, twitter
1: was like just coming twitter started in 2009 like but it wasn't yeah. popular until like
0: 2011, you know, yeah, it started getting yeah. like. I more. think I joined in 2011. Yeah, because I was, I was, I was, on yeah, like, join at 701 probably. Yeah, and I, I only joined it because I was interning at GE at the time, and I was going to do a little like social media project for them. Yeah, that was the only reason I joined, and then I got totally hooked on it. But yeah, for me, it's been much more about using it to build a personal brand and using it to showcase my like marketing skills as opposed to using it to have like this picture perfect, you know, social media life. And sometimes I post things that are ridiculous and vulnerable or whatever, just to not be that person who's always posting like the picture perfect life. Yeah. You know, because I hate that stuff and it's not real. Yeah. But it's It's, yeah.
1: so it's funny, like there's so many good things about social media. I don't want to rain on the parade, but I think it's important that I share some aspects of it that I learned as I went through my cybersecurity career, because, you know, it's really relevant. So what we realized was a lot of our job was we'd be working with organizations in big names. And, you know, you saw the breach boom, all the breaches that happened, data was getting stolen, pictures were being leaked, you know, all that stuff. And Basically, what happens is these hostile actors or, you know, it can be a nation state, it can be an internal, it can be, you know, someone at another company, it can just be a, you know, a hacktivist, it can just be a really sophisticated hacker, they would use Facebook and other social media to get credentials and learn about you to try to figure out where you are. Then if they get the domain to that email, they can send, give you an example, they can send an email to you from something that looks legit, something that you would open, like maybe you got an email from an HR, you know, and you're like, oh, this seems normal. And at the time, no one was aware of it. So these hackers, you know, at my company, we would get calls all the time, like we've been hacked, you know, we feel we're getting alerts, there's someone on the system, and we'd have to go in and try to like reconstruct it and figure out how it started. So one thing that was interesting was 85% of the time, it came from a social media account because people in the organization were going on Facebook, going on Instagram, going on Twitter on the network. And the mm-hmm. network was exposed and they weren't putting the right protections because it was still relatively new. Yeah, And so I saw that time and time again. The other thing that kind of freaked me out about it was in this hacktivist organization, it really is, it's literally, I mean, you see it now. It's like a terrorist organization, cybercrime. I mean, it hacked our elections. We all know, like, I mean, it hacks everything. It's like, you can tell all that. And so basically- I was on the account team at Facebook and I was a new rep. So I was on a team of about 10 people and I was kind of the youngest one. So I did a lot of the grunt work. Like I was the one kind of going through the papers, like going through the mundane stuff to figure things out. And what I realized about Facebook was that their business model was all advertising, you know, companies pay them to advertise on the site. But what you didn't know behind the scenes was when you click one of those advertisements, they got your data Mm -hmm. and Facebook would put it in the terms and conditions. So you'd sign up and be like, oh, no problem. You know, it wasn't just like going to privacy and being like, I want to be private. I don't want to show this. It'd be like other, you know, I'll give you an example. So let's talk about Instagram before they got acquired. Yeah. Instagram was an advertisement in Facebook. So you could go on Facebook and do a connector Mm -hmm. to Instagram. So an Instagram to both you know, post on Facebook, it would post on Instagram. But when you did that, Instagram, whoever was running their data, got all your credentials, got all of your friends. They know what you like. They know where you went to school. And I remember, and Sarah can really back me up on this. I told everyone, I was like, delete. I've said it for years, delete your Facebooks, you know, make it like, make it as private as you can. Don't click on the advertisement. Here we are. And Mark Zuckerberg is now having to answer questions about that. Because people were realizing they're on their phone and all of a sudden they opened Google and they were talking about dog food three wow. hours ago and an advertisement for dog food was coming up and everyone was like, why is that happening? It's
0: super creepy. Yeah. It happens all the all time. All the time. And yeah. people
1: started asking questions and it was this huge thing. You didn't tell us. And he's like, and if anyone watched, I took work, well, I didn't take work off, but I worked from home and I put those hearings on and I listened to those senators ask him questions who knew nothing about cybersecurity. And all he had to say was, look, Senator, it was in the terms and conditions that we farm the data out. And they're like, and so it was this huge thing. And now every Facebook boycott this, but this has been going on way before. And so for someone like me who will want them in cyber too, I saw it. I've also worked with a ton of organizations who have had major breaches. Like I've had like customers I've worked with that I love that have had to get fired because it was like their computer that they did something or, you know, I, I really did see kind of the darker side to mm-hmm. it. And so that's one of the reasons I don't have it. So I just wanted to share that and kind of put that disclaimer out. Cause I can't even tell you how many people, reached out to me when all this was going on last year, being like, you told me that like five years ago. And I was like, I know.
0: Yeah, and I remember, and I still haven't deactivated my Facebook yet. I, I'm still active on most social networks. I haven't gotten TikTok yet, but it's probably next uh, on the agenda. It's be just- Be careful. That's <laughs> <wrong> just <laughs> Yeah, I don't have a real good reason for not, but I think what it did make me realize was when you talked about like that integration with Instagram, I remember when the whole Cambridge Analytica thing happened yep. and they were like, check the API. They like gave you the instructions to check which apps and which companies have your API from like, you know, when you go to a site or something and you need to log in and it gives you the option to log in using your Facebook. I did that for everything because it was just so easy. You don't have to come up with a password. You don't have to remember anything. You just click the button and it takes your Facebook information, uses that as your password. And I had no idea how many times I had done that. And when that whole thing happened, it gave you instructions to like, go here, click this, and you have to dig a little to find this information, which I'm sure is for a good reason. (laughs) And I looked and I had like 300 APIs from different websites I had visited or apps that I had logged into that all, like you said, now had my Facebook information essentially. And so that freaked me out a little bit. And so I really try not to do that anymore. Like I still have Facebook and I still use it, but I really try to be a little more conscious about who I give my Facebook information to. But it is super creepy when I say something, I don't even type it. And I start getting ads for it on Facebook. It's like, really? I didn't even type this anywhere and I'm getting ads for it. So that's disconcerting. I still think there's huge, huge, huge value in social media, maybe not Facebook, but actually Facebook is Let's pretty, talk about Twitter.
1: Let's we both yeah. are on Twitter. I'm Facebook's on Twitter. pretty
0: irrelevant, I would say, for business. Like a lot of big businesses are moving away from using Facebook because it's just not showing the ROI that we would want.
1: And, and it's not regulated. It's, yeah. It doesn't have to be regulated. And
0: Twitter and LinkedIn though are like our top I know for my company, like Twitter and LinkedIn are the top ones that yeah. we really drive to for business. I mean it makes sense when you're a B2B company, that's where most of your audience is. And so, I mean, I love Twitter and probably really only in the last like... She has a weird. lot of
1: Twitter followers,
0: <laughs> but that goes back Her to it's it. fun to follow. But I will say though, like some of my biggest career opportunities, people can make fun of social media and how it's a, and how it's a waste of time and a joke. And I will say I tweeted this exact sentiment. I tweeted how a lot of people who say that social media is a waste of time, don't understand the value of it. And then I listed some of the things that you can get, like connections, networking, job opportunities, career opportunities, all this stuff that I've personally gotten just from Twitter, not even like LinkedIn, I don't even really use a whole lot. It's really Twitter. And I mean, it didn't go viral, but I got the most likes I've gotten on any like hundreds of likes on this sentiment. And so there's a lot of negativity around using social media. And like I said, we'll do another whole episode on how to use it well for yeah. personal branding and that type of stuff. But I
1: mean, personal is fun
0: on Twitter. Like, yeah, I think, so
1: Twitter, I, you know, I started out just having one and I really used to just tweet at my roommates, you know, funny things and like, we'd retweet things and but I actually was one of the, me and my friends at our company, we were like the first few to bring Twitter to the company, to the sales team, because mm-hmm. you follow people and you get going. And so I built out a professional one and I have a personal one. So I'll talk more about the professional one in the next episode, but... The funny thing about the personal one was when we were bringing it up in the company, I would have executives in the company like friending my personal one and I'd be like, okay, I tweet about The Bachelor. You know, (laughs) like you might not want to follow this one. Uh, But truthfully, I do have an Instagram. It's deactivated. But I use Twitter because quite honestly, I follow the news. That's You know, I get up, have to walk the dog or I'm driving, you know, I'm flying a lot. I'm in airports a lot. I'm waiting for meetings a lot. I'm waiting for Ubers a lot. And so I find that I can scroll and they just post the links of everything you need to know. you can get, I feel like, you know, I was young and all my customers, I was having these like adult conversations and it's like, oh, did you hear about this? And I'd be like, no, I, you know, watch Boy Meets World all weekend, you know? And so I realized that like uh, Twitter was a really good way for me to start like knowing what was going on and just, you know, following even tech companies. And so to this day, I really do enjoy Twitter. I enjoy the engagement. I think that I learn a lot, you know, a lot of, even in my job, even with the Twitter friends you make and you kind of all post articles and stuff, mm-hmm. I find... I find Twitter extremely, extremely valuable and I think that they're making, you know, I know there's been a lot of controversy around Twitter lately, but I think they are from what it's, you know, I never covered Twitter. I knew people that did, but I think they made all the right steps to try to keep it as secure as possible. I don't think there's been as many issues with Twitter as there's been with others. Um, I
0: I will say the Twitter CEO, he does a good job of very publicly kind of doing the opposite of of what what Facebook Facebook Absolutely. Like every time, every time Facebook has a major issue. he's better
1: than Google as well. Like he's one of the better CEOs
0: about it. Yeah. Like every time there's a major Facebook issue, he will do the opposite of that. (laughs) Yeah. And so there's something to appreciate about a brand that knows when to step up and do the right thing. And I think Twitter, I probably took like a two year hiatus from Twitter. I just kind of- like my Instagram one right yeah, now. Yeah, like I yeah. was there, but it wasn't really super active. And the last year, I have definitely picked it back up again and realized why I love it so much. And it's for the reasons you said, like you get so much information. Yeah. And if you follow enough people, you different get views. different views, yeah. which is so important, especially when it comes to anything like politics related or whatever. And I feel like I've kind of cultivated like a network of people mm-hmm. that on Twitter that I have consistent engagement with. And like you said, like all of my coworkers, if there's one network they're on, it's Twitter. Yeah, same. And and so I say that with a caveat, though. I've never tweeted or posted anything that I wouldn't be comfortable. Yeah. With my coworkers seeing, sometimes I toe the line a little yeah. bit, and sometimes I, tweet, I
1: retweeted a Kim Kardashian
0: thing about M Ms the other day, and I was like, Ooh, I probably
1: <laughs> like I retweet this.
0: And I, I do get comments once in a while, of like, Oh, you You're posted you post a lot of personal things sometimes, and I'm like, Yes, but. I want to find the right balance between posting professional yes. content in articles and having a personality. Like Agreed. we are all people. We're not just our jobs. We are not just whatever we work on, and Twitter is not meant to just be you spitting out articles about whatever it is you work on every day. Like, that's okay, but you're not going to get that many people who care. Yeah. Like, the people who engage with the most of my stuff, it's because I'm consistently posting, yes, informational stuff, but also just... Funny commentary or connecting. We we still tweet about the Bachelor. Oh, the Bachelor! (laughs) Like we're all that's never going to (laughs) change. Like we're all multifaceted people, and I feel like one of the only networks that really enables that is Twitter. Like LinkedIn, only professional. Facebook, mostly personal. Well, you know, Twitter is is a good mix. You know, it's
1: really funny you say that because literally yesterday I was looking on LinkedIn. And I noticed yesterday that the first few posts I saw were personal. And then I thought, I'm like, maybe it's just a, you know, because because also it's like the holiday season, maybe like it's, it was kind of like charity stuff. And I was like, okay, maybe that's different. But you know, I think to kind of wrap this before we go, well, I'll tell you, I have a second segment that I didn't tell Sarah because I wanted to surprise her, but just to kind of wrap this. So, you know, I don't use right now, I'm on an Instagram hiatus and that didn't come from anything negative about Instagram. Like, mostly just I found myself when I was on conference calls, like as a nervous habit, I was playing with it. So I kind
0: of wanted to just take a little break. I know when she gets back on Instagram, because suddenly I have 30 <laughs> likes yeah, for my I, last like I six, like, six uh, months of posts from I, <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> yeah,
1: I go. my friends love it. They all text me it's like 27 likes. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I never I will never go back on Facebook. But you know, I didn't tell you the cybersecurity stuff to scare you. But it's always good to be aware. And I wanted to share kind of the other side of you know, someone who loves it and someone who's a little iffy on
0: it. So Sarah, anything you want to wrap with yeah. I was going to say, if I have any, I guess, advice or feedback when it comes to using social media is just anytime you post something, anytime you comment or do anything, just think about whether you would want your friends or your family or your coworkers. Think about your to interview for that. a job.
1: Would you, if your oh, dream yeah, job, a job, your yeah. dream dream job, yeah. like the most money you've ever
0: made, the one that you think would fulfill you. And you knew they were going to search you. Right. And I think because I, I think a lot of people don't realize I know I have family members that don't realize this. When you comment on someone else's stuff, even if it's not someone that so say, for example, if my brother or whatever comments on one of his friends posts, and I'm not friends with that person, a lot of people just assume that. Nobody else can see that except the people that they're friends with. And if you comment on a stranger's post, all of your friends can see that too. And the number of times I've been like, holy smokes, like I can't believe that somebody commented Mm -hmm. that, like knowing everyone can see. And it's something really racist or really derogatory or really nasty. Just, yeah, it's not like, oh, I can't believe that that guy likes Trump or whatever. It's really nasty stuff. And it just blows my mind that people put that stuff out there when they have careers like, yeah, and potential to lose everything because of these ridiculous comments. And like, we all have opinions, but there's a time and a place to share them and social media is probably not the best. Well, place. right now it's forever. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. And, and I think this episode is timely because we're getting
1: in more awareness type things. So I think, yeah, you just, know, we wanted yeah. to share kind of our experience with it since we were early adopters of it.
0: Yeah. So I would say, number one, just be mindful of the things you post. They will be there forever. And you never know if one really bad comment or a really inappropriate photo or something will come back to haunt you someday. So just, be mindful about the things you say. If you wouldn't say it in front of your family or your boss, oh, maybe maybe consider not saying it on social media.
1: Amen. <laughs> All right. So Sarah and I both were big fans of movies and TVs and TV shows, but I thought, you know, right now we're in the middle of the holiday season, Sarah. So I thought I'd put you on the spot a little oh, boy. bit. Oh, and uh, maybe we can talk about some of our favorite holiday movies. Oh, I love this one. I can start if you want a second to think. <laughs> I don't
0: need a second I know exactly <laughs> what you're going to say and I need to <laughs> talk about it. So, I mean, my number one absolute favorite movie is Elf. I know you going to say that. And you know, I haven't watched it yet. I, which is, I have never seen the whole thing I watched oh, it the other week. Oh my God, it's so good. It is so good. God, I love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, so I'd seen bits and pieces, but I will say I did watch it because I
0: knew I was going to trick you with this eventually. And I, like, I laughed. I did think it was funny. I can't quote a lot of movies. I'm terrible at remembering quotes from movies. Elf. Is one of the few movies that I can quote on a regular basis. <laughs> like I, one of my coworkers was leaving to like go to the bathroom at the airport one time, and like just the way he walked away from our table, he was like "bye" or something, and I go, "Hope you find your dad." Like I'm quoting Elf in like the middle of an airport in July. Like just it's the only movie I quote. But the other series that I absolutely love is the Santa Claus series. Oh, Tim, Santa Claus with yeah, Tim yeah, Allen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just I thought oh, you were gonna. I also
1: thought you were we're going to say the Hallmark movies. Yeah, those like, are just like
0: a broad range. Those are like, you know, there's a million and they're all the same. And I always laugh about how I hope I hope that one day I can be that hallmark story of like the big Wait, city did you, did you see the New
1: York Times article where they did the opposite like I was the guy who got dumped in the holiday oh. they did like a point of view on like the other side of a holiday. And it was so, amazing. I'll send it to you, it was you really
0: do because I, I always joke how like <laughs> the theme of these movies is all the same it's like you know, big city girl goes home to help on the family farm to save the family farm. Falls in the snow. Falls over and meets this like hot guy from her hometown. And I always joke, I'm like, I am here to tell you.
1: <laughs> well, we're going to a holiday party tonight, so maybe maybe this is your...
0: Like, I am a big city girl who goes home to my hometown quite often, and I have yet to meet <laughs> some hot stud who is single and ready to date me. So, uh, I mean...
1: That's funny. St.
0: Albans, Vermont, what have you got for me? Like, <laughs> yeah, let's but, go. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's so funny. So I also like holiday movies. So every Thanksgiving, I love me and my sister and actually like me and my roommates, but I wasn't there for Thanksgiving. I I love watching Love Actually on Thanksgiving. Mm, yeah. And I know it's like, I don't know why I like it. I think just cause it's like the ending. And I like the scene in the airport where it's like, it kind of shows like not to be tacky, but it's like the friends are, you know, like the guy from Britain like meets his friend yeah. out there and like, And it just shows you like all the different types of relationships. And for some reason, I just really like that. And I love meeting people. I love picking people up from the airport because we have a lot of friends and stuff and people who live out of town. And it's always my favorite thing when we land and like someone picks us up and you get to see them. So that's definitely up there for me. And I just got to go with, I mean, how can you not say home alone? Like home alone is just, I love it. I love the first one. I love the second one. I actually, honest to God, like the third one, when I was younger, my brother and I, with a little boy yeah, in we, the suburbs, We right? begged my mom to get us a telescope because we wanted to spy because of that movie. <laughs> uh, so I love the Home Alone series. I think it's just an epic classic. But I would say I'm a Grinch at heart, so love that one. I'll have to counter. She is. But let me, let me yep. throw this out to you, Duds, before we wrap this segment. There's a huge fight going on right now online. Are these two movies, in your opinion, considered Christmas movies? Mean Girls and Die Hard. Oh geez! Think about it, because Mean Girls My, they, they do the dance. Yeah,
0: no. My initial reaction is no, definitely not. There's a certain distinction around a Christmas movie. It has a certain plot. I don't know. It's been years since I've seen Die Hard. I don't even know. Like I know. I, I didn't, when I, I really think Die even, Hard, I just think of Bruce Willis and like cheer. explosions. That's all. Yeah. I don't think Christmas. Maybe it is. I'm not sure. I guess I'm not a an expert in that space. So I shouldn't comment, but. Mean Girls, I've seen a few times, and yeah, like there's a Christmas component, but it's not. Yeah, plot. that's what I the think. The plot too. is not Christmas. The plot is not. Just thought I'd tie it back to yeah. what's going on on social
1: media right now. Yeah, like, there's a lot of stuff going on it's with a good, the. It's a good debate, but no, I think the answer is no. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. I hope you found some of this valuable. I think the next one we're going to talk about you know, branding and business and the ups and downs of that. So I think it'll be really beneficial.
0: Yeah. And like really how to, you know, I talk a lot about why it's important, but really it'll be how to use it for your own personal branding or small business, that type of thing. So stay tuned for that one guys. And thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) entry level podcast. Thanks guys.